Welcome everybody to episode seven of the Dialogue Options podcast. Uh, I'm hi, my name's Joel. I just realized the week we don't introduce ourselves. My name's Joel, uh, and I'm Kyron. And what do you mean? Did we not introduce ourselves last week? We, I think we just sort of we we sort of just go, hey, Dialogue Options, we're here, and then just get kick into it. Oh, it's um, fine. Yeah, they I know, know it's cool. Yeah, people right? know us. It's fine. Oh God, I think. Well, if you don't, hi, welcome again. <laughs> Welcome to this uh, this random uh, ramblings of uh, two fans of video games. I'll work on our intro thing for us. <laughs> the important thing is now we're seven episodes deep. We are. We are. You'd think we'd have a handle on it. We're oh, getting there. Jesus, no. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. No, it's it's good. It's good to have you back, everyone. It's good to have you back, Kyron. Thanks, Even man. You're only half, it sounds like you're I'm, only half here. I'm, I'm alive, man. That's the important <laughs> thing. I, yep. I feel more alive now than I did two days ago, put it that way. That's good. Yeah, actually, when we were playing Overwatch the other day, you sounded like you were ready to just curl into a ball and die. Oh, by the way, I wanted to, while we're talking about this, I want to also bring up that I noticed on last week's episode, when you put it up, mm-hmm. you mentioned in the post, like, new your new regular, like, <laughs> like is it to imply that, like, we come out on a Thursday? And well... And, yeah. like, that night, I started feeling sick. I'm like, oh, boy, if I delay just after we've just, like, said Thursday as our day, that's going to suck. And guess yeah. what happened? And here we are on Thursday oh, well. recording. Hey, look, we'll just say Thursday, Friday. It's mm, tomato, tomato. It's, it's, it's around <laughs> then. Within that 48 hours time span, you can expect to hear us coming through your headphones. You're welcome. I just want, look, I just wanted to be the, the, the wrench in the well-oiled machinery that we had become. Yeah, I was just like, it was like, I was like, this is a nice way to start our post, and uh, <laughs> it turned out to be. A and bit then of a, chink, in comes sick Kyron. Bit of a bit of a lie, locking it up, turn me into a liar. Oh, awesome! All right, let's kick into it, shall we? Sure. Why? Why don't we? Let's do it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Smooth, Joel. What What have you been playing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I had nothing. I thought I was going to come up with something really cool there. Didn't happen. You got a segue been... better. Nope. Yeah, my segues are horrible. Uh, I've been playing, surprise, surprise, Stardew Valley, which uh, has actually consumed my life. Uh, I've been going to bed at probably 4.30 in the morning after just like, oh, okay, just one more day. Just one more day. I'll just, okay, I'll just do one more day. I've got to save at the end of the day. It'll save at the end of the day, and that's fine. It's the only time the game can save. One more day And then I'm like Oh I've got this cool stuff I'm going to go do that And I'll get halfway through the day And go Fuck this is supposed to be my last day Before I go to bed You should know better Three hours Yeah I should I I literally watched it happen to my wife Like it It happened to her In front of my own eyes And I still was just like Nah just one more day It's fine Um, That being said It's Really fucking good That game is Excellent Um, I'm a big fan I'm a big fan I've just finished my first year um, of four seasons, winter sucks uh, as it does in real life. That's it fair. Like that's sucks. realistic, actually. Yeah, exactly. It's very, it's, it's very realistic. Very true um, to life. Yeah, it's yeah, it's because you can't plant any crops uh, in winter. So even in, just, even in Harvest Moon games, winter was the worst because even what the activities you could do was so limited. Yeah, well, at least you can still fish, and I really enjoy the fishing. Um, I'm getting better at it too, which is great. I'm sort of filling out all my bundles in the in the community center and getting all that stuff organized. Um, and I spent a lot of time in the mines. I finally made it to the bottom of the first lot of mines. Spoiler alert: there might be a second lot of mines. Oh um, wow! Yep. 
Uh, it's not as long, but I know it's really hard though. Um, but I made it to the bottom of that, and uh, so that was really good. And because I was getting heaps and heaps of like uh, gems and stuff like that, I was donating heaps of stuff to the, the library, and then I was whatever I already had, I'd just sell and just get heaps of coins. So I was making a lot of money and upgrading stuff slowly and things like that. So I was making a lot of progress. I uh, I am also proud to say that I got married last night. Congratulations. Thank you. I guess for his second marriage, technically. Yeah, in, in, in the space of a year, yeah. yeah. Um, quick. You are quick. I know, man. I was, turnaround times, man. Turnaround times. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, it's, it's, it's really funny. Like, I, I have this really great connection with... Because as soon as the game started and I was talking to all the people, I'm like, this is the girl I like. I think I like her. Abigail. She's, she's great. I like her. I like her design. She's got purple hair. She's really, really, she's kind of cute, and then she has, like, this really, she's a bit of a tomboy, but not really. She's still a bit of a girl, and it's 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 awesome. Like, I really liked her, and I was like, yeah, cool. And so every time I got progressed further and further in, like, our, because you get little cutscenes as the game goes through when you hit certain, um, like, points of your friendship. Um, and, yeah, I'd get one of those cutscenes, and I'd go, oh, yay, oh, what's going to happen? And each one was more and more adorable. It got just more and more adorable as the game went on uh and i really really liked it um and then yeah i had to so i got to the point where i I was like cool i can marry her i've maxed out her hearts i know what i have to do i won't say it because you know you can figure out by yourself or use the internet like i do um i figured out what i had to do and i was like great what i had to do cannot be done in winter i hit 10 hearts in probably the first third of winter in the first week maybe in the first quarter keen Yep. And I was like, cool. All right. Got to ride out this winter now. And then, like, every time I talk to her, she's like, ooh. And she's, like, all giggly and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm going to ask you to marry me. I just have to wait for a certain thing to happen. Just just hold in there. Um, yeah, it's great. It's really good. I've, I've put in – I bought the game last week, probably last Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Uh, and I've put in 30 hours, over 30 hours already, maybe probably close to about 33 or 4 hours. Um, it's not bad ugh. the time spent. Ugh. But I, hey, I've loved every minute of it. It's been fun. It's really relaxing. The stakes are super low, but it's but it's good still. It's still engaging. The, all the activities you can do are still fun to do. Um, basic but fun, which is good. Um, I've also I also downloaded the first episode of Life Is Strange. Oh, good game. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Because uh, uh, if you haven't heard, I think we touched on it last week. But if you're coming in fresh face this week again welcome but also we mentioned that life is strange episode one is free on everything it's on so i think it's on all the consoles and pc um i think except for the nintendo platforms. oh yeah nintendo platforms and, and uh, vita if anyone yeah. uses your vita sorry yeah. if you do nothing personal yeah well hey we do but i mean you know we're in the minority here um yeah so it's uh it, i've been wanting to play it for a while i played the demo when it came out before like the actual first episode came out and uh, I really enjoyed that I was like cool so I was going back through and getting re- readjusted to it all again um, first episode's good really good I finished it in one sitting I just sat down and I was like cool I'm going to play through it and then I was and it was it was lengthy as well there were a couple of points where I was like alright cool here's the end of the episode and then it, so another scene started I'm like alright cool and there was like another hour into that and I was like alright okay cool let's keep doing this um, but it's really good I'm going to pick up the season pass eventually I recommend you do because yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I like, I hear nothing but good things about the game. Um, 
There are some I parts really in that it. in the story of that game, but even not even just really just parts, but like some of the conversations and like the dialogue back and forth that will yeah. stick with me for a long time. In particular, there's a very intense scene. I think at the end of episode two, maybe. Okay. That I was stressing out over. Oh, good. I I I hate, but I love those kinds of games. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Well, then you're this. Will, this is a game for you, then. Oh, good. Okay. I'm, I'll definitely pick it up again. Um. But I, I picked up something else that I'll touch on in a minute. Uh, we, we both want to talk about that. Um. I also played the Blast Ball demo. So, uh, Blast Ball is a. I guess a tie-in. I, what's the best way to call it? Add-on, add-in well, part of the game. Yeah, it's the multiplayer component, basically. Yeah, it's a multiplayer component of uh, Metro Prime Federation Force. Don't you, don't you give me those size, Joel? I, look, don't hey, be one of those guys. I look. I'm trying not to. And the thing that sucks is, from when I played of Blast Ball, I actually, and I, I played some of the, the the training stuff, like the actual missions, which were like essentially like the training for the the story mode of the game. I think want to gather um i was like this is kind of fun like i actually kind of want to play this i just i did it have to be a metroid tie-in i don't know and i saw samus and the character design because all the character design is really goofy and like cartoony and then and then samus popped up on like a like a like an info sheet thing and i had a character design there but in that same style and i was like Ooh, i don't like it okay here's the thing I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Federation Forces has been copying a lot of flack. Yes. Now, I get that it's not everyone's cup of tea, and maybe it's just the eternal optimist in me, but I think the main, the most important thing about this game is, first of all, that it's called Metroid Prime Federation Forces. Yes. Like, Nintendo's trying to reintroduce Metroid after M, which, again, people shadow over. Yep. And sure, the story wasn't great, but you know what? There was a good game in there. It was a fun game, which, yeah, I had the same feeling about what Federation Forces is going to be like. Exactly, but it's going to be, it's also going to be a lot more light-hearted, I guess, in the typical yeah. Metroid Adventure, which I think, again, is fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, it's getting a raw deal. And I don't, I, think, I don't think it's going to be a perfect game. Oh, I think God, it no. might be a fun four-player weekend, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I th- and I, I, I've written here about Blast Ball. I, I wrote like it plays like Rocket, plays like Rocket League, just not as well. And I think yeah, that's, see, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Blast Ball's a part that, like, they put out the demo for Blast Ball, and I was I was playing it, going, I sort of wish this was a demo for Federation Forces because that's the part of the game I'm curious about. Yeah, and we've already seen a lot of Blast Ball from the, the E3 presentation last year when they did the uh, Nintendo World Championships, and that was one of the final rounds, wasn't it? it was Blast Ball. It was, yeah. It, it was, was a the, weird reveal as well. Yeah, because they, they were like, it's Blast Ball. And everyone's like, what the fuck's Blast like, Ball? The f- like, so they, they said Blast Ball like, oh, yes, Blast Ball, finally. Come on, guys, you know, you know the what The game we've been waiting for. And it wasn't until, like, two days later at Nintendo's uh, Direct that they the actually were like... Event. Yeah, they were like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Blast Ball is part of a new Metro game. And everyone went, what? And then they showed it and everyone was like, what? And then everyone picked up their pitchforks. and Yeah, pretty cetera. much. Um, look, I, and like I said, I'll probably I will pick it up if there's nothing else around. Like even if there is something else around, it'll be like you said, a fun way to kill some time. Um, it it's not perfect. The controls aren't perfect. I think the 
the stylus touchpad movement of Metro Bram Hunters was better, you know, and I expected that to be a uh, like uh, like the way they control it because I had my stylus out ready to play it, and I'm like, oh no, okay, no, all right. Yeah. So the thing is there, and I noticed it when they wanted to encourage you to lock onto the ball. Mm. Is the control style feels very much like Metroid Prime. Yeah, you're very right. I kind of like, but that, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for Metroid Prime. But it, I hope I do hope there is a stylus option. But it seems like the touchscreen might be used for something else in the main game. I don't know. Yeah, hey, it could be like a scanner or something like that. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I look, it's it's interesting. At least it was it was it's very. If you've got a 3ds and you're you, you're morbidly curious at, at, at most or at least, um, go and download it. Give it a go. It's it's fun. I had a bit of fun with it. It wasn't bad. I played a little yeah. bit. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, and the last game I've been playing uh, will tie into your what you've been playing, uh, and you'll probably be able to elaborate on it a little bit more because you've played it a little bit more than I have. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter finally released for the PlayStation 4 this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, look, ever since this game got... Like, I saw the first trailer for this game, I'm like, this... I, and I, I, I watched the trailer and went, I don't want to see anything else from this game. I think I watched a gameplay trailer and a, a, like a story trailer, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm sold on the game. I don't want to see anything else from this game now. I don't want anything ruined from the story or anything like that. I, d- I want to go into this fresh-faced. Ever since it got released for like PC and Xbox back in mm-hmm. April, I've been waiting. Yeah. Waiting. But it's here now, and yep. it's so good. It's really good. I, I am denied about buying it this week. I was like, oh, can I afford it? I don't know. And uh, tonight I got home from work, and I was like, no, fuck it. I I have to. I have to get it. I gotta play it. It's it because I, I was like I said. I was in my mind. I'm going. I've got Stardew Valley. I was playing Psychonauts, and I'm uh, I'm sort of I, I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna take a break from Stardew Valley for a couple of days because I've been I've been ODing on that game, um, and I'm like bit of a palate cleanser with a horribly difficult but fun and gorgeous game. Yeah, it's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, yeah, I like I really enjoy what what I like uh, what I've seen so far. I really like the visual style. Is just stunning it looks so good like the the um anytime you go past you so you obviously remember the intro cutscene with the big evangelion looking monsters like in the like titan-esque as well yeah yeah yeah. um when you find their remains in the four areas i always just sort of stare for a while and go holy crap the game's art design is so good it's gorgeous and the color palette is stunning i like Green so and good. like aquary green and like light pinky purpley are like two of my favorite colors, and especially together. Well, and that's the, game the thing. Like the game's got like a very neon sort of yeah tone to it, and it's so good. It's so good. Yep, it's, with uh, the pixels as well, oh, like the sprite art. Oh. The, the sprite art reminds me a little bit of um uh Sword Brothers. Uh, sword, yeah, Sword and Definitely. Sorcery. Yeah, yeah, Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, and uh, which was great as well. Um, I need to go back and play that again. Uh, it's the same sort of art style, just with uh, the, the color palette is turned up to eleven. Like it's it's massive. It's a massive jump in like how bright that game looks, um, and the music's really good. Just like yeah. really ambient. Disaster Piece did a great job yeah, on the soundtrack. Stuff. Um, like I really enjoyed disaster, like the Disaster Piece score for Fez. Yes, even if I didn't like Fez, the music in that game was so good. Yeah, and it, so it, it, it was intriguing on its on its own, so it, it, that that sort of drove you to play the game a little bit more. I didn't play a whole yeah. lot of it, but it, tro- it drove you to play the game a little bit more because you're like, oh, this is, oh, I'm over here. Oh, the music picked up. Oh, okay, I'm gonna check this out. Um, also, if you have Spotify, just 
go and follow and save the Hyper Light Drifter soundtrack because yeah, oh boy, it's good. yeah, I need to do that. Um, but it's really good, and the gameplay is excellent. It is is excellent. Like it's really really good. Um, I, I, like, I the notes that I wrote when I like sort of managed to pull myself together and write something down. I wrote, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I don't know I was got this feeling at one point the the solidarity of Journey has like you know there's moments when you weren't with your other little uh your friend running through journey um there was that real sense of isolation that you had um and you sort of get this with this game as well um even with the enemies that are there the enemies they don't have any personality i don't think in a, in a good way like they are just traditional enemies uh, and I, I like that it sort of adds to the fact that it's like well i'm the only person here apart from when you go to the town and there's a few people hanging around there and when you encounter like the there are some npcs in the areas you can encounter right. yep um i don't know i just had a, i had a, there was one moment where i'm wandering through it was just like i was wandering from point to point and there was no combat or anything and i was just like and the music was just very eerie and uh i don't know atmospheric and I was, you I, went, I was really annoyed. Well, you went north, didn't you? Yes, I did. So that's yeah. a good thing to point out as well. We went we went different ways at the start of the game, which is cool. Um, yeah, well, basically, like, the game starts. You, you, you're you in town. You can, like, visit the shops and be like, oh, I can't do anything here. And you can either go, like, like north, east, or west, basically, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If I recall. And it's nice. Like, so I've beaten one boss so far. Mm-hmm which is different to the boss that you beat. Yep. Which, again, is awesome. And I went to fight the second boss, but I was kind of just beating my head against a wall. Yeah. So I gave up on that and went another direction and got to another boss, which is, again, that's just the sort of freedom I like in a game like this. Yeah, I, I love that. And it just it literally just... You do a bit of a tutorial and then just th- it gives you a bit of, like... And the cutscenes are all, like, still images, essentially. and it, the, yeah. There's no dialogue. It's just... Like even when you talk talk in uh, quotation marks to someone, they they speak in picture like, bubbles, like which is great. Like that feels sort of like again the game's story reminds me of how Dark Souls sort of does a story where it's yeah. very minimalistic. The world sort of you go, you kind of just make your own conclusions. Exactly. Yeah. You you pull together your own story from what you're given. Um, yeah. There's a I there's lo- a really good board game called Dixit that's very similar to that as well, which is really cool. Um, where they give you like just a picture, or no, you you you're given a prompt and you have to try and convey what that prompt is to everyone else by using pictures, and then they have to try like very abstract drawn pictures, and they have to sort of go, oh, well, maybe he's talking about this part here and this part here, and yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's it's a really interesting way of telling the story without sort of just cramming it down your throat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, one, the one thing that I can definitely take away from Hyperlight Drifter mm. is that in a few months, like or in probably six months when we are hashing out our favourite games of the year, oh. this one will be there for me. Yeah. Absolutely. At least in the, at the very least in the... I mean, oh, even, I've played a lot of good indie games this year. But like in the indie game section, it's, it's it's like the cream of the crop at the moment. Like it's... So good. And the guy that made it, like, had, was suffering... Has, he's suffering from like a really bad like heart condition as well. Um, it, which is why the company that makes it, they, they're called Heart Machine. Um because he was, I think he was making it while he was on, uh, like he wasn't doing so well. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Don't quote me on that. But look up the look up Heart Machine. It does some amazing work. Um, this game is stunning. 
it, it, it's like the basic gameplay is like a it, it's like a link to the past meets Dark Souls. That's fair. I would agree with that. Like, and, like what a great combo. <laughs> yeah, well, because um, even when you get down to the the combat, like it's not a game. At least I don't think it's a game. But you'll probably pick up and be like, "Cool, I'm good." Sometimes I pick it up and I need like a couple of encounters to yeah. get into the rhythm of dodging and slashing and then shooting. Yep. It's but when you when you really get in the zone, oh, there's some there are some intense encounters. Oh yeah, it, it's almost got like a bit of a Hotline Miami vibe to it too because the enemies are always in the same spots. They always spawn in the same spots. So you you go into an area and you go, all right, cool. You go through and you go, oh, the enemy's spawning, and you go, oh, that guy's over there. Oh, I'm dead. Okay, cool. Then you go in again, and you go, all right, he spawns there, he spawns there, and this guy spawns down here. I'm going to dash to this guy, I'm going to slash him, I'm going to shoot this guy. And you sort of plan your like choreographed attack through the, the encounter. Um, so good. Yeah, which is what I loved about you know, Hotline Miami as well. Um, yeah, it's a solid game. Go and pick it up. It's out, it's out now on PS4, but it, it's been out for couple of months now on pc and xbox one i think yeah i think in april it came out for them and i've been jealous ever since but now yeah. now i can play it yes i've almost and bought it so many times i am playing it a lot i almost bought it so many times on pc i'm like i, I could just buy it and i'm like nope i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait play it on <sighs> ps4 i know i'm gonna bring it up and i regret it that in that time while we we're talking just now i did a quick google to see if the physical version of the game is still available with that oh. sweet retro Super Nintendo cart. Yep. it's It looks like it's gone. Oh, it came with I the vinyl soundtrack the as well, didn't it? I think maybe it did, yeah. One of the bundles, I think, came with the vinyl soundtrack. Oh, God. So full of regrets. <laughs> oh, I remember you sent that to me and I'm like, I just can But, oh well, alas. Oh. But, Karen, what else have you been playing this week? Well, apart from that, which has been the majority of my week, mm-hmm. I was also checking out Song of the Deep oh, by Insomniac. Insomniac's new one. Um, so far, from what I play of it, it's pretty good. It's a it's a nice little Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite... The atmosphere is nice and sort of relaxing. It gets pretty intense sometimes in the encounters. Right. Uh, that's usually down to... I don't really like how the combat plays out. Okay. It can be a bit awkward, like, because the majority of your time you'll be spent, you've got, like, a little sort of hook shot, your submarine fires. Okay. And to start off with, that's how you fight enemies, and it can be a bitch to aim. Right, uh, okay. You, you don't get, like, torpedoes or bombs or anything for a little bit, so you're kind of relying on that. And it's kind of annoying. It can be tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, there are also parts where you've got to, like, drag bombs to blow up walls. Oh, God, I hate stuff like that. But sometimes the bombs, like, trigger. Yep. When you hit an, an object, and again, it just sometimes it just annoys me. Trials but... of the Blood Dragon. I'm looking at you. There's a level where you have to fucking do that like, with Trials physics, and it was just. Ugh. I've heard of. I've heard Trials has some a really bad bomb stuff in it. So ugh. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. But apart from that, though, the game's actually quite nice. Like, right. it's not too hard. It's just I think it's just difficult enough for what it is. Okay. Environments are kind of nice. There's some light, like mirror reflecting puzzles of course because that's the, the usual for this sort of stuff I guess <laughs> yeah every game's got to have you reflect beams of light that's fine hey it's a, it's a staple it's a staple for a reason it is it is but yeah like it's it's not bad the music's good it looks nice enough but it's just there's some combat stuff and some of the puzzle mechanics just I don't like it I just don't yep okay I, I seem to be seeing wherever I've been like seeing people talk about it or hearing people talk about it or, or seeing reviews and whatnot it seems to be like 
a solid seven at best. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Like it's it's a nice little experience, but yep. I wouldn't say it's worth not getting Hyperlight Drifter first instead. Right. Okay. Because do that and then maybe check mm-hmm. out Song of the Deep later. Yeah, which is why I, I was I was excited for Song of the Deep, and then like I watched a bit of play, like of like gameplay of it from people who were playing it, and now I heard people talking about who've played it, and they're all just like, it's good. Like that. That's pretty much the the best response that I've seen from it. Is just. Yeah, it's good. Like it's it's fun. Most people are like I enjoy it. Some people don't, but I enjoy it like that. And when people say that, it's like, oh, okay, that you're getting like defensive about it, I guess. I don't know, like, in a way. Um, but this is the game from Insomniac, Insomniac, Insomniac who uh, partnered up with GameStop, the games company or the game store company in America. Yes, which is interesting because, yeah, I was considering getting the physical edition mm. over here. Yep. But it was like $40 Australian. Yeah. And what it came with didn't really interest me. No. I Look, I looked at it too and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then, uh, yeah. I just ended up opting for like the $18 digital copy. Yep. It's like half a price. And yeah, exactly. Honestly, for, from what I've played so far, I'm pretty happy that I didn't spend more on it. Nothing yep. personal. It's a fun game, but... I'm glad that I spent my money last week on buying a Yasugami High hoodie. So now I am now officially enrolled at Yasugami High from Persona 4. Congratulations. Just watch out for that Midnight Channel. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. I know what to expect. I know who to, I know who to go after. <laughs> but yeah, like it's... Uh, so yeah, GameStop... Are starting their own publishing company. It's a publishing company they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. I think. Like a, it's, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Um, and again, like I said, Song of the Deep is an interesting experiment to come out of that, and it kind of makes me interested to see where it goes from here. Because mm, they've got a couple more games coming. Out. I, I, I have not got them in front of me what they are, but there are a couple other games coming from um, sort of well-known companies as well. Cool. Well, um, I'll keep an eye on it. Like, I definitely will watch out for it. Mm, like, it's, uh, yeah, Games Trust, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's it. It's the, 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 the GameStop uh, publishing company that they've started. Uh, which, I, look, when it comes down to it, it's just GameStop future-proofing themselves, isn't it? Basically, because yeah. as you, like, as, as we move closer to the digital age, like, physical retailers will become less relevant. Yeah. So GameStop's going to evolve and find a way to keep themselves relevant. So heck, why not publish some games? Mm-hmm. Since you sell them anyway, like it makes sense. Especially specialist, uh, like physical retailers. Yeah, definitely. Um, because like, why go to why go to EB Games or whatever when you can go pick it up from Target for ten, twenty bucks cheaper? I know that's what I do. Um, unless it's something that's got like a good physical edition that comes with something that I want, like a T-shirt or whatever. Um, but even then, I don't... T-shirts, probably... If, if a game come, if a game that I'm really excited for and it comes out with a T-shirt, I'll go, yeah, I'll get that because it's a T-shirt. But if it's like a statue or anything like that, I'm, I'm sort of done with that kind of stuff now with those sort of collector's editions. Um, yeah, I look at my shelf and it's starting to fill up a lot. Yeah, I've, I've, we've, got, we've got one big sort of like unit and it's just sort of very crowded of like things. I, re- I recently got my uh, <clears throat> $200... Cloud Strife, Play Arts Kai. He's amazing. Yep. But I think he might be the last big statue I buy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't dropped that well, much cash on a on a big statue yet. Um, I'm I tempted. say that, but they at like Comic Con this weekend, like oh. the Gecko guys who made my Pyramid Head statue. 
are doing a Soul of Cinder from Dark Souls 3, oh, so I really? might break my own rule and get that too because I'm a sucker. Yeah, see, I'm like I'm tempted. If I, if I had the money, I probably would have already bought the 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 Rise Dancing All Night 180 dollar figure. Well, Gecko also did a Bloodborne statue. Oh God. Oh. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic there. So, Song of the Deep, good recommendation. Yeah, I'd say check it out if you've got some spare cash, but definitely get Hyperlight Drifter first. Hyperlight Drifter, that game yes. is absolutely awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Um, cool. So that's what we've been playing this week. If you want to let us know what you've been playing, you can let us know uh, on our Facebook page or on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. Send us an email. Um, we'll go through all that again later at the, at well, the end of the show. tell us what we should be playing. Like, Jesus. Yeah, if you've got some recommendations, give us give us some, uh, give us us some the hot tip. Um, we're, we're giving you guys some good recommendations. Well, we think they're good recommendations. We, we like to think we've got good taste. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I leave you hanging there because I was going to bring up, like, we've got some questions later that made me realise Well, that, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> for things we like, I don't want to say that they're great all the time, but it was a bit of a head-scratcher. You'll, you'll see later. Yeah, everyone's got their guilty pleasures. Anyway, so, uh, you mentioned uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con that just happened over the weekend. Lots of cool oh, stuff coming out getting better at your segues. Hey, yeah, right? Cool. As soon as you mentioned that, I was like, yes. He set you're, me up for you're it. welcome. That is my thank to you. you. He set me up and I spiked it down. It's great. Um, yeah, lots of cool stuff came out of it, uh, especially if you're into movies, comic books, uh, and video games, which is making a bit of a, a bit of a more prevalent uh, presence at the show nowadays. Which is, I mean, I I love it, but man, people who go to Comic Con must be like, no, please, we can barely fit movies and comics and TV yep. shows here. Well, video games please well you've only got to look at you know it's probably not going to stop especially after the first topic we're going to talk about uh today is pokemon go again uh they had a panel again. at yeah exactly but they had a panel at uh, comic-con and um yes they did and they had to upgrade it immediately they did i think they upgraded it to hall h which is like the biggest like yeah one of the huge the big halls that's like, like the, 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 the marvel halls. one that's like the marvel dc that's the big one the big boys for a freaking mobile game. Um, yeah, exactly. And the, the the panel was moderated by Chris Hardwick as well, um, which is really cool. He's a really awesome guy uh, in the uh, nerdy community and video game community. Um, but yeah, they basically came out and talked about a whole bunch of stuff that they're adding to the game uh, or that they want to add to the game or were quite coy about what they may be adding to the game. Um they, they came out and said, uh, I think someone asked them about trading. They said, yep, it's coming. It's definitely on a list of things to do. So Makes sense. Yep, exactly. It has to happen. Um, obviously, you didn't want to launch with too much stuff, especially considering looking at how well the servers were holding up um, with the content that's there now. Even how well the app sometimes runs. Yeah, like, exactly. Sometimes it's just garbage. Yeah, it's not, it's not a very well... We've spoken about this before. It's not a great app or a game, but as an experience, it's great. It's a testament to the experience, though, because mm-hmm. we are just like, look, I'll just close it and reload it. I don't mind. Yep, exactly. And even when you know the servers are down, you'll still close it and reload it about three or four times. Yeah, before you're you go, like, maybe. Okay, maybe if I open it this time, it'll work. Yep, yeah, it's like it's like the, yeah, the, the fourth, third, fourth or fifth time. You're like, okay, I need to stop now and continue. The, the fourth or fifth time, 
that you open it and see that goddamn blue screen with all those Pokemon. Yeah, they're like, oh, saying, I'm being happy. sorry, servers having issues. You're like, but I just, I want to catch Pokemon. Just let me do it. <sighs> yeah, but hopefully we'll be able to trade soon. So that friend of yours that's going over to Japan or over to Europe or over to the USA can catch all the, well, the region specific from the uh, Pokemon from those areas and bring them back. Be the popular kid in school. Um, Someone hooked me up with a Tauros. Yeah, no, right. I want a Mr. Mime. You, no one wants Mr. Mime. I want a Mr. Mime. I love Mr. No, Mime. Get, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> I'll, I'll solo the podcast. <laughs> I love Mr. Mime. He's so dumb. I love it. Uh, they also mentioned that the game is only about uh, 10% realized, or they, they've, they've uh, put into action about a tenth of what the stuff that they want to do with the with the app. I mean, it makes sense. They're still 600 Pokemon short. Exactly. So that alone is is more content that they can release down, that they can roll out down the track. Um, but, I mean, who are, who knows what else they've got in plan, uh, got in store for this game. Uh, they also tease the legendaries, uh, the, the three legendary birds, Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. Uh, they, they, yeah, they tease those guys saying, yes, they are coming at some point. Uh, and that's all they said, basically. Um, well, they, they they said something that the about the trainers, uh, the three trainers for the, the three teams, uh, are going to be a little bit more realised and a little bit more uh, present in the game, I guess. Yeah, they said something about them offering tips. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. So you get like actual trainer tips, which is cool, especially if they're like specific ones. So it's almost like, oh, you're part of. You know, Team Instinct. What did you get? Ha ha ha, Joel. No one's part of Team Instinct. Only we are. Hey, hey, no. I'll have you know, Team Instinct is starting to come around. Like it's, it's. I think that the, Team Instinct was like the one that all the people who liked Pokemon a lot have sort of just like the one the quiet Pokemon players have sat back and gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Team Instinct because Here's the thing, all the like, drop off rates of all the other teams are starting to like you know it's trying to wear down a little bit now. Yellow's taking some gyms around our place now. Yeah, it's yeah, there's great. some yellow gyms around here as well. They've been holding them pretty well. Yep. Um, the thing is, like, when they announced all the names for the trainers and sort of detailed them a little bit, mm. like, our trainer's called Spark, I think. Yeah. And he, at the internet immediately was just like, wow, look at Instinct's leader. <sighs> I was like, oh, we're just getting bullied, Joel. We're getting yep. bullied. We'll just fucking electrocute them all. We'll take over one day. It's fine. Look, Zapdos is the coolest of the birds. That's why I made them. Fucking a Zapdos is cool. And, and look the, how look how dumb Moltres looks. Oh, Moltres looks so stupid. Well, that's the thing. Like I, Zapdos is like the the middle ground as well in terms of the stats because they do talk about the stats. I think of the legendary Pokemon. What they're going to be like. So Zapdos is like in terms of like combat power and like move power. It's like the middle ground. It's even on both sides, basically. If that makes sense. And I think Articuno's got more combat power, but weaker with moves, and then Moltres is the opposite. See, I feel like that kind of has to be the case, because Zapdos, you know, his electric flying... Yep. So one of his weaknesses is immediately, like, not nullified, but the damage he would normally take is two times yep. is already reduced, because he's half of his weakness exactly, is yeah. his type. He's, uh, yeah, which is, which is cool. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in the middle ground, it's fine. We'll have the thing is time. that I find, like, the way they've been talking about it and even what players have been discovering, the combat sounds like, like, not so much the combat, but the Pokemon stats sound surprisingly deep. 
That's yeah. There's been a lot of stuff coming out about that, hasn't it? Like, uh, like yeah. There's lists of like Pokemon you should be bothering with. Basically, yeah. I haven't dealt like like delved into that yet myself. Well, basically I'm just the ones Pokemon. I'm just enjoying that. The ones you should look out for, apparently, from the lists I've seen, are Lapras, uh, Vaporeon, Arcanine. Flareon, you know, those sort of Pokemon. Yep, all the Pokemon I don't have. Great. Ah, cool. Good. Come to Bendigo, man. Like, there's... I trip over Growlithe. I walk out I, my front door, Growlithe's everywhere. I think... I think... Uh, I haven't seen a Growlithe. I don't think I've got a Growlithe in my Pokedex yet. It's... Oh, God. Everywhere up here. It's Magikarp City down here. My wife is about to evolve her... Her Magikarp. She's got her 400 candy ready to roll. She's gonna be. I want to hear what CP it is when it evolves. I'm yep. really curious. Is it a jump? Yeah. So she's she's done a little bit of research and she's waiting for the right time to do it because she wants to. She's telling me tonight she wants to pop a lucky egg, and uh, and do it while she's doing that. But she doesn't want to waste a lucky egg on just evolving her Gyarados. So, um, she's gonna do it on the way to work tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. I'm sure we'll get a picture message from her saying, "Hey, howdy, hey, look at what I've got." Um. But yeah, like there's so many Magikarp around here. Magikarp and Slowbro. Uh, Slowpoke, sorry. Um, all around my place, which is cool. I've got an Ivysaur this afternoon, that's cool. Uh, oh, lucky you. So, uh, there's some of the other things I touched on at the panel at Comic-Con. Uh, Pokestops are going to have uh, different uh, functions as well in the future. So they're going to try and add things like... I think they're going to work like the Lua modules, but instead of being a Lua module, it can be like a healing one. It's like a Pokemon Center, essentially, so it turns that Pokestop into a Pokemon Center for a certain amount of time. See, I uh, that one sort of confuses me. Like, mm, I'm, Yeah. I mean, I save it as someone with a bag with about 60 Hyper Potions in it, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of set, really. It's, uh, it, it, I don't know. Unless they add some sort of other function to that as well but well that's like because pokemon centers are typically where you trade so maybe they'll link that in there somewhere who knows that's very true actually that could be what they do because here's the thing you don't want to see where players are on the like the actual map oh god that's no. going to end terribly it'll crash the app like it'll uh, crash the app for sure like you know but even if like if, if you could open up your app and say oh there's someone across the road from you with this out yep. like that's bad it's a location tracker apart from you know it's easy enough to like get that kind of technology as it is let alone giving it to everyone who every idiot with a smartphone and like I've heard of Pokemon like it's yeah it's a scary thought so what I, what I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if you say you chose to make a Pokestop into a Pokemon Center mm-hmm. if maybe you could go there and like basically throw up a trade and people who would there would be there could maybe tap on like a trade option and like there'd be a list of people who want to trade Pokemon there who knows kind of like Kind of like the like the, the global trading network, but on, yeah. on an actual global oh, scale. Jeez. That's... Speaking of global trading network, please don't make it like that. <laughs> I don't want to go on on there and see someone go, "Hey, um, I'm actually after a level one Dratini that I can perfectly EV train." Uh, or no, no, even no. Wait, I've got the example of the wrong way around. They have. One, they have a level one Dratini, yes. Yep. Mm. So, you know, for all your EV training needs. Yep. But they'll tr- and they'll trade it to you, but only if you give them a level 100 Mew. Oh, yep. Cool. Yeah. Seems legit. That seems, seems like a fair. good deal. Yep. I just don't want that to be a problem, because, like, global trade, whatever, it can be 
just a waste of time for that reason alone. Like there are a, some good trades on there. I've like done a, some good trades. Like a shiny Totodile from Lake Verity. Wow. That was a <laughs> private trade, I'll have you know. <laughs> Sorry. That I didn't do, yep. but I was there for it, and the, the consequences of it were hilarious. We won't call them out. They know who they are, and they're a listener. Good times. But yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just want the trades to be I don't, careful, I guess. Yeah, I look, I'm sure that's probably why they're taking their time to try and figure out the best way that they can implement that. Yeah, probably. Um, which is good. That's good. It's a good thing. Um, delays aren't a bad thing. You know, depending no, on what the delays not. are for, so it's it's a good thing. Uh, they also confirmed that the Eevee evolution theory about naming your Eevee to evolve it to a specific type of Eevee evolution was correct. It is a is a real thing. Now so, we know. Yep. So if you name, I think it's Sparky for Jolteon, Rainer for Vaporeon, and Pyro for uh, Flareon. Which is uh, the ones that are named in the anime, in the TV show. Which also brings up another interesting point, Mm -hmm. that they apparently claim that there is a bunch more undiscovered Easter eggs. Which is really cool. Like, what else is it going to be? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's an interesting thought. Although, I was listening earlier on today to our our good friends at OK Games, their podcast, go and check them out. It's really, really good stuff. Um, They raised a good point about... Uh, is there actually other stuff in there that they're talking about, or is it, um, or is it that, that's just damage control just going? Yeah, there's other stuff you haven't even found even found yet because people have data mined the shit out of the app. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, that's the that's like the norm now. Yeah, exactly. Comes out. Um, so it may, may, I don't know. Who knows if there's any sort of weight to that sort of that statement? But I mean, he, they seem pretty confident with the to stand up in front of like everyone in front of Hall H. And to everyone online that may have been watching it somewhere, um, and say that you know you must there must well, be something there. People just want more Pokemon Go. That's clear. Yep, I think it's like the shine has worn off a little bit. Like yeah, the drop off is beginning to happen, but I mm. mean that happens with every mobile app. So we were expecting it. Absolutely. Um, but there's still a big like a big player base out there. Like I, I yeah, I finished work tonight and I went and sat. There's like two Pokestops near my house that are like really close together and so we're down there there was a lure on one of them I dropped one on the other one and I was just watched I sat in the car and watched people just arrive and leave and arrive and leave and I sat there and caught Pokemon and I was like alright cool the lure's up I'm gonna go now um, yeah, my usual um, lure hotspot when I came on like driving home from work I drove past there there was still like three lures popping off and like about probably yep. 20 people still there so it's still there's still big groups it's just yeah. the initial Hype may have died off a little bit, which again is fine with me. That's fine, yeah. I mean, the the, st- the servers are going to be a little bit more stable now, um, <laughs> and it's going to oh be boy. You would hope less accidents and things like that as well, um, but who knows? So, if you're a, a, an avid Pokemon Go player, there is lots of things to look forward to in the future, undisclosed future. They took a few questions from the crowd as well. Um, about different yeah, things. I saw that they acknowledged that they were, are aware of the three-step glitch. Yes, yeah, that was but one they of the things they talked about. Say anything about a f- like time frame for no. the fix, which is annoying because yeah. it's really, really annoying me to every time I boot up the game, it's like, oh, what's nearby? Oh, everything is three steps away. Yeah, how so am I going to find? I don't even bother looking at it anymore. I'm like, oh, cool. No that, there, that might be a ride on nearby. Um, and they also talked about someone asked about breeding, and it was something that they. They sort of said, that's a really great idea. We will think about that. Yeah, like, 
the only reason I didn't expect breeding is purely because out the gate, the Pokemon I was catching just didn't have genders. Well, that's, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. But that's just me. Like, they, I'm sure they could, like, patch in a... Oh. They might be, or, like, they might, I guess they could be underlying values that are hidden in there that they might just have to flick a switch on. But again, data mining may have turned that up. Yeah. One of if our... it's going to happen, that might, like, cause we're still waiting on Ditto. Yeah, well, that's true he as well. is currently nowhere to be found, but Ditto is also basically the cornerstone of the breeding mechanic exactly. in Pokemon. So I think, yeah, that might be something that launches when they decide to release Ditto into the wild, quite literally. Yeah. Um, one of our friends raised a good point, though. It's like, you know, do you think that maybe they are still working on these features or they're just features that they, they're not, like you said, flicking the switch and uh, they can flick a switch and go, all right, cool, now trading's in. All right, cool, now. I think they're, they're waiting for the servers them. to be a little bit more stable and they go, all right, we think it's okay now, let's flick this switch and see what happens if the world melts down or whatever. I think they're still working on them. I don't think they're really in there. Mm. I think, I'm, I'm sure they've got the groundwork laid out for it within the app, yeah. but it's, yeah, they're probably still a bit of work to do. But, yes, like I said, lots of cool stuff coming for that one. Uh, not so cool stuff coming to uh, our good friends at Nintendo. Well, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I know exactly, like, so Nintendo's posted a big loss now. Like, their shares have kind of crashed a bit. Mm-hmm. I guess because investors yeah. figured out that Nintendo didn't actually have much of a hand in the development of Pokemon Go. Something that most normal sane people who play video games knew. Like, I guess if you weren't paying attention, it's a fair assumption, like, it, it Pokemon is, is a Nintendo property. But I'm pretty sure, like, when you boot the game up, it only, they don't get a mention, really. Nope. There's nothing it's all on the Pokemon Company and Niantic, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's the two so, names you see when you, when you boot up the app. Which is weird that like the people were still like, oh, like again, I know that like Nintendo and Pokemon are very much hand in hand, but it's a bummer that this has kind of come back against them, and everyone's like, oh wow, Nintendo's shares have crashed. It's like, well, yeah, because everyone thought that they had a huge hand in this game, but really the majority of what they're doing is related to that little accessory that's been yes. delayed till September. Yep, exactly. We well, yeah, exactly. That's been delayed as well. The Pokemon Go Plus, uh, it's called. Uh, that's been delayed till September. Uh, but yeah, like, it sucks. It, Nintendo aren't the bad guys in this situation by no means. Like, you know, it's just, they didn't, people, like, people didn't do the math or do the yep, research. Didn't do the research until, like, who actually was running the show, essentially. So, um, no hate towards Nintendo. They're, they're having a tough time as it is. Um, but hopefully not for much longer. Yeah, well, it looks we had the we had the, another NX rumor mm-hmm. because, of course, this, we live in the days of every day there's going to be NX rumors now until Nintendo officially says anything about the NX besides the fact that it's allegedly coming in March 2017. Yeah, well, which look, we, we have to be hearing something concrete soon. So I, I don't know. Like... Well, part of this rumor that's come out that I don't like how. Like, the way that the article was written about it was very much, this is what's happening. Like, this is the console. Like, people blah, were writing blah, 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 report blah. and not, like, rumour. Yeah. Like, this is a well, thing. Like, that's happening. Yeah. I guess that's just how they do that sort of stuff. Like, the mm. report, like, byline. But, he, like, one of the rumours, like, attached to this was that the reveal, or I'm pretty sure the reveal was slated for September sometime. Right. I think. I may have read that incorrectly. When's TGS? September. Yeah. Wouldn't, it makes sense. Like, Nintendo's yeah. never really had a big TGS presence. 
But, you know. But that's because they're Nintendo and they just like to do their own thing. <laughs> wow. Who knows? They could, like, it could be a random guy standing on a street corner on, in, like, Los Angeles. It's like, this is ZX. And then everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And then, like, two weeks later, we find it's the real thing. Like, it, they're that wild card at the moment that we have. This is the this is the company that booked out their entire E3 booth and just filled it with Zelda and nothing else. And, and it still wasn't enough still Zelda. Still kicked everyone's ass. Like, um, but yeah, so we've got these new rumors coming out about the about the NX that it's uh, like a lot of people have speculated for a while and are still speculating clearly, but uh, that it is a handheld home console hybrid. Um. And from what yeah, what I look at like you know the like some of the, the the sketches of what it might look like, it was like you know a screen in the middle and two sort of controllers that connect to the side of the screen, but they can ta- be taken off and be used as controller. It's it's weird. I I don't know what to make of it all. It sort of I guess looks like a a tablet version of the gamepad, where right. the the two like like so the left hand side is the joystick and the D pad. And the other side has like the other buttons and a joystick. It seems like they can be just detached and used as separate controllers for like local multiplayer stuff on the go. Yeah, which which is I don't know. Like again, like if the NX is indeed the the hybrid that everyone at this point expects, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, it's interesting if if they can pull off the the hybrid console. If they can do this, this is a this is a real game changer. Like if they can pull it off and make it work this is this is insane like you know to be able to pick up like sitting at home playing breath of the wild and then like all right cool i've got to go catch a train back to bendigo or whatever cool i'm going to just take this with me sit on the train continue playing like that that's insane there are just a couple of key questions that come up there though exactly. like like when you look at the breath of the wild gameplay for me three it looks pretty it, like the game looks big, it looks huge. Yep. How does that really convert to a handheld? Yeah. And also, what is the handheld's battery life like? Yeah, exactly. If it's got such a like, if it, if there's such a power under the hood, if it's beefy under the hood, then it, that's going to drain like no one's business. Like the battery life is still the biggest problem that I have with both the 3DS and the Vita. Like, yep, exactly. I don't live very long away from power points. No, exactly. Like you know, they are they are they do it. They do well. The new 3ds is really good they, as well. Like it does it yeah. does the job. But if you're playing solidly, if you're playing something like say Monster Hunter Generations or something like that on the 3ds, that's something that's pretty intensively heavy on graphics and, and, and processing power. It's gonna chew through your battery life or Pokemon Go with your mobile phone. Um, but the other the other thing that I've in this speculation rumor roundup that people have uh, put up online as well is the concept of them potentially going back to cartridge games i love it <laughs> i love it too i think it's i, I think cards. it's a brilliant idea like it people look at it and go oh that's not real it's it's not on a disc and it's like well for starters cartridges are more solid and stable than and it, than a disc yeah basically yeah especially if it's a, a handheld like yeah Absolutely, carts make sense. Look at the DS, and even the Vita uses little exactly. carts as well, little tiny carts. And because the flash memory is so so much bigger now, you can fit so much more onto such a small cartridge. It makes sense. 
Um, I would be surprised if that's not the the road that they are going down with this. It was something that was mentioned a while ago when the, the rumors were first starting to come out, um, and I've been I've been a fan of that rumor ever since then. I think that's a brilliant move on their behalf if they do it, if they do it, allegedly. And the other interesting thing to consider is like there's always the chance that if this is this is the home home console hybrid handheld Nintendo console whatever. Yep. Like there's no guarantee that the NX is it either. Well, that's very true. There's always the, the brief like the faint hope that maybe this is just what they're going to put out to replace the 3DS. Yeah. Which they, I mean, the 3DS has been around for a while now. They have said that it's not going to replace the 3DS, though, in the past. So, but that means, I guess that means at this stage, uh, down the track, that could be the, the, the thing that takes over and does uh, surpass the 3DS. Well, because I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, they never wanted, they never had really intended for the DS to replace the GBA either. Well, that's but very true. The DS just so like, eventually once it picked up Steam, just did, did incredibly, and they were like, "Whoa, goodbye Game Boy Advance." Exactly. Hello, two screens. So maybe that's just like a you know a placeholder statement they're using. It's like, well, yeah, you know, and if, if the NX does fall through, then go, "Well, we've still got the 3DS. Told you it wasn't going to yeah, take it basically, over." Basically, it's just like if it's the, it's the way of playing it safe. Where it's just like if it fails, it's like, "Oh well, jeez, good thing this wasn't replacing the 3DS, right, guys?" Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Everything's fine. Um, I just want to know more. I just want to know more. I'm so curious. I just want to know what Nintendo are doing next. And I, again, I know the rest of the internet kind of knows. Once I kind of wants to know. Yep. But I just want to know. Yeah. I want to hear from Nintendo. What are they doing? Just tell me, please. Even just, just a little bit. Just give me a call. Just a little bit. Just give me a call. Yeah. Just let me know. Just a little bit of information. Just a tidbit of information will be enough. But they've just been so tight-lipped about it, which is probably the right thing to do, to be honest. Because, um, I mean, look at the hype surrounding it already. But I have a th- I, like, this is a wild card theory that I've had in my brain for a little while, and I feel like now we have this relatively public forum. I'm going to unleash it. What if Nintendo were doing some sort of smartphone? I know it's been like people have talked about it before, but, I mean, I know Nintendo, again, not related directly with Pokemon Go, but they've got to be looking at the success of that. Uh... And also, they've got these these mobile games that they've got coming out. Do you? Th- I mean, look, if the NX comes with a SIM slot, yeah, like I mean, the, the Vita had a model that did that. I'm pretty sure had like a yes, it did a 3G model. It didn't sell. It didn't well sell at well, all. but that did, but that's because it's a Vita, really. Exactly, and it, because it didn't have a phone function. If this, if Nintendo yeah. were to release it as a like a this game's console, but also the ability to make calls on the go whilst using, a, like, a SIM card and a carrier. Hey, Joel, maybe Nintendo's going to make the new N-Gage. Yeah, well, look, okay, that's that's fair. I know it's been done in the past, but I don't know, like, it seems, it seems like something that isn't entirely unrealistic at the moment. I have very little doubt that Nintendo's looking at any possible way they can try and capitalize on Pokemon Go's runaway success yes. with whatever they're doing next. Like, that game... Again, people... Even people that I talk to now that don't really give a shit about video games are talking to me about Pokemon, and they are naming Pokemon that I would be like, whoa, you, you know who that is? Yep. Cool, I guess. Like, Nintendo's gonna try and capitalize on that as much as they can. Yeah, they'd, they'd be silly not to. Really, you can't you can't deny them of that. Um, 
I don't know. I just there's, there's part of me in, in, like deep down that has this weird feeling that, that that's something that they would do. And like I said before, they're just so wild card at the moment. It it wouldn't surprise me if they came out tomorrow and we're like, yeah, the NX is a new uh, it's a new like home console portable gaming system. You can also use it as a phone. Um, game on Apple and Samsung. Like you know, probably weird, like, like that. It would be I- weird, but. It's not completely out of the question, I don't think. Well, because the thing is, Nintendo... At this point, Nintendo can't really compete, I guess, with Sony and Microsoft yeah. in their current state. Like, it would just, like... If I don't have the existing, like, install base to really take it up to those two particular console manufacturers. Yep. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Is, so, if, But if they were to go into the smartphone market, where Android and Apple well, are, like, a, a back and forth, back and forth all, with each other all the time... But just someone to come in and go, all right, this is like, you know, we make games. We know what we're talking about. But also, like, we're going to give this phone thing a go. Like, it'd be interesting to see. As long as they don't give up on home consoles, because that's no. what I want from them. I don't think, and I don't think they would. But, I don't know, there's something uh, down the track I don't think, I mean, obviously if it took off, they probably would. But I, I don't think it's something that's completely out of the question for them. And I tell you what, I'd... I'd so I'd trade in my my iPhone tomorrow for a Nintendo made phone. I get I get a Nintendo phone, but that's because it's Nintendo. So yeah, exactly. It's like well, I have to. Even if it was if it was shit, I'd just go. I get it, and then I'd get the first one and, and go. Oh, that sucks. All right, I'll go back to Apple now. But like you know how Disney owns some people because of their childhood. That's Nintendo yeah, with me. Yeah, exactly. Now, Nintendo can do whatever. I'm, like Nintendo does anything. I'm like cool. I'm there day one. Yep. Come on, Nintendo. Let's go. Pretty much. Yep. Let's do this. So uh, I mean, it's hard to talk anymore about. What we're uh, what, what, what's going to happen with uh, with the NX? It's we just we don't know. We don't know. Air, up in the air, who freaking knows? It's all he says, she says. That's going to sound again, great. Like, with this my is list. just this rumor is just it's just been interesting to watch the internet react to it. It's definitely mm. it's quite a lot of attention. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy, uh, on to other speculation and and. Uh, hearsay that we have coming out this week I put this one in this new story in because I really like the uh, I like the guys from Burnout so the former Burnout devs uh, from Three Fields Entertainment yeah which is made up of uh, some of the, the, the dev team that worked on uh, some of the, the Burnout games um, the awesome arcade racing games which are really really cool uh, they have announced that they are working on a new driving game so they did say uh that if Dangerous Golf, their most recent game, which has a lot of similarities to the uh, the crash mode from like some of the later Burnout games, um, if that sold well or if that didn't that did well enough that they would think about making a racing game, sort of teased everyone. Uh, and Alex Ward from Three Fields uh, took to Twitter this week and said, uh, just with a tweet saying, "Today we started working on a new driving game." That's pretty much it. I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm truly not. Mm. But does that mean that Dangerous Golf was successful? I I guess. Maybe that was just a thing. That's like That was like a... <laughs> trying to force people to buy it. It's like, well, hey, if you want a new Burnout game... Well, I know. really don't like when developers do that. I know, but... When they hold like when they hold something hostage to try and get you to buy... It, it, was, it 
didn't it wasn't exactly the same but it nearly felt like a similar thing with gearbox right yeah with borderlands 3 and battleborn which battleborn of course is doing disastrously it's terribly which which yeah. is not fair because it's not an awful game it's just it went up against something like overwatch which is a much better game and also just i don't know like i feel like that game's destined to head for the evolve free to play Oh, absolutely. Especially oh. if the Gearbox are going to be sitting back and looking at how well that Evolve free-to-play thing is going already. For them. I'm pretty sure I saw an email in my inbox today from EB Games where it's going to be like 28 bucks or something. Yep, I'm pretty I sure think. it is. It's really yeah, cheap. Yeah, like that's crazy. Okay, but I'm anyway, this is about... We're talking about um, burnout. So. Yes. Um, I, look, I'm, I'm really interested in this. Uh, if there's a new burnout game, particularly if it was like Burnout 3 Takedown. I know a lot of people like Paradise. I lo- Paradise was good, but... Uh, Takedown was so cool because it had all these weird and silly and over-the-top takedowns that you had to do and sort of check off this list of, like, you know, doing the one where you had to go off a ramp and jump on top of someone or, like, sandwich someone between another car and, like, blow them up that way. It added this extra layer to this batshit crazy and quite, uh, you know, quite supremely fast game. It was a fast game, one of the fastest racing games I've played. Um, without mentioning things like uh, Wipeout and things like that as well. Um, I'm excited to see what they bring out. I mean, yeah, obviously it's not going to be a burnout game, but at its heart it could be very well be a burnout game. They didn't, they didn't say which burnout they were looking at doing like a yeah. successor to either. So um, it's, yeah, I'm excited. Um, oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely exciting. Like burnout's great. I mean, we're not going to see it anytime soon. We're going to see it. We'll probably see it at E3 2018, maybe, at this stage. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because um, they are a relatively small team, I think, still. Um, well, because most of Criterion's still with EA, aren't they? Yeah. They were working on their extreme sports game, and now they're working on Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Everyone at EA is making Star Wars. Star Wars. Can we see some? Nope. No, he's a guy at a desk making Star Wars. <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, Alright, speaking of a company who is really good speaking to their fans and listening, let's get to Blizzard and Overwatch in our obligatory to weekly this, Overwatch talk. Yeah, this week's Overwatch discussion. Yeah. Uh, I just thought we could touch on, uh, we both had a, a brief chance to go hands-on with, with uh, Arna this week, uh, because we're not lucky enough to be able to play it on a PC, so we play it to wait for the uh, the pleb console patch for us to come through. Um uh, she's interesting. Interesting character. Yeah, look, um, the main problem is, because we play on, on console, mm-hmm. like, which is, that's that's our thing, I guess. Yeah. That's, we deal with that, but yeah. as as a sniper class, she's always going to be a bit tricky for us. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I found most challenging with her, playing on, on the PlayStation 4, like, I'm not very good at sniping on the PlayStation 4, especially at a game that is so fast-paced like Overwatch. Um, you don't have time to sit back and line up your shots unless you're really good at picking a like a spot to hide. Um, the thing that lets Ana down in some respects is that she hasn't got a way to get to the higher ground like yeah, Widowmaker or Hanzo do. So she's very much out in the open. She's got to sort of hide uh, in on the low ground, which... It's a whole different ball game, um, especially like I said, in such a fast-paced game. Uh, that being said, uh, when she's used well, she's really good, really interesting uh, play style. Uh, Definitely, 
the sleep dart especially is probably the the best thing uh, about her character. The fact that she can put people to sleep even when they're activating their alt and that's knock handy. them out of their alt. That's that's borderline troll. Like that's <laughs> interesting stuff. Um, I think some players got some weird glitch to happen on PC where enough of them tranked a player so much that basically they couldn't wake up and got kicked from a game. Oh my god. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's really cool. Um, I like her. Like, um, as far as support class goes, I haven't really found someone I really like. Like, I bounce between Mercy and even Lucio now. Lucio! But oh boy. Uh, I'm, I want to try and get good as Ana. Yeah, I think... Well, from what we played the other night, you were definitely the one that showed the most promise at using Ana. You were the most effective at using Ana. I was fucking useless. Um, <laughs> she's tricky. She's very she's, tricky. She's a really tricky character. I probably should sit down and give her a bit more of a go, but... I mean, I already have a support character that I play as, but I don't have a sniper class, so that's that's the character I could I could learn to use. But I mean, yeah, on console though, snipers aren't as that's important. That's it, and that's really. why I'm not I'm not super fussed about it. But like I said, you were definitely the most effective uh, and quite effective as Arna the other night, which was great. Um, led to some really fun moments. Uh, she's so she's really interesting. Uh, she's very cool. I like how she handles. And yeah, like just like you said, I just, just I wish she had a better option for mobility because being a sniper that can't really get to some of those high places is tricky. Like, yep. Widowmaker has like a grapple hook, and Hanzo can wall climb, yep. so they both have advantages. But yeah, she doesn't really have that, I guess. Which I, I guess it's cool because I guess you do, you don't. It's it, it works to her advantage because if you can get good at that and hiding on the in the low ground, when you start getting shot. As a sni- uh, by a sniper, you, you instantly look to the high ground. That's true, that's true. I always immediately look You look up ground. high, you go, where are they coming from? Um, and the other interesting thing about her, her rifle is it does... It doesn't do, like, a slab of damage straight away, does it? It does... No. It hits you and then sort of, like, whittles away damage. Yeah, over so you get hit by a, a, a bullet and it just goes chunk, chunk, chunk off your health. Not an immediate slab. Mm. So it chips at you. Um... Which again, it's just it's just a bit of a troll. It's like it is just laughing in your face, going, "Ha ha, I hit you!" And I love nano boosting, except okay, <laughs> I love nano boosting, except for one very important detail. Mm-hmm. When I let's say in a situation where I might be in a heated conflict, and I'm like, "Sweet, I'm going to nano boost the diva in front of me because diva's a tank, <laughs> or you know, diva's going to be on the front lines," and I go to do it, and I don't know, maybe a Zenyatta goes in front of me or a junk rat or a, yeah junk rat as well but I don't mind no boosting a junk rat who was I playing the other, I, I was playing the other, someone the other night and I got in the way of you and oh, you basically I shot boosted, me um, and... basically everyone except for the targets I was going for <laughs> so that's going to take some getting used to yep but it was especially when it was with Zenyatta and I'm not saying that Zenyatta doesn't need to be nano boosted but no. it's a bit weird to be like alright I want you to get in the, into the action and Zenyatta's like I'm a support I'm a class. fucking support class too. What are you doing? It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get you, Jesus, please. <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, yeah, so she's an interesting character. If you haven't had a chance to give her a go yet, I, I guess you might have been living under a rock for the last week or the last month, I guess you could argue as well. Um, yeah, she's great. Interesting. I'm probably not going to pursue her as much, but I, I definitely feel like uh, I could see you really getting down to the nitty-gritty with her. Plus, she has one of my favourite emotes, which is the T. The T. Oh, the T. Yeah. 
Love it, love it, love it, love it. 10 out of 10. Yep. And her skin's really good as well. All, all her, like, her cosmetic stuff is really cool. Yeah, I do like the young Anna Amari ones. And that's funny, because I normally... I'm not a fan of when the skins for Reaper have him as a human. Ugh, like, out of his Reaper. I don't like one. 76s. I don't like Genji's. 76s is I, okay, but Genji like and Anna's Reaper's... Though. Yeah. But Anna's, yeah, is great. It's really cool. Genji's, again, doesn't make sense, because why would you downgrade from a sweet robot cyborg ninja... Robot, robot cyborg? To, to a human. To, like, yeah... To a dude. C tier Naruto character. Yeah. Like oh, just stay as a robot ninja. Yeah, man. Uh so yeah, she's really good. Really cool stuff. Um on to well, back, we're gonna touch back on to uh Comic Con again. Uh Sonic had a panel at San Diego oh, Comic Con. He's, he's back. He's back. This time he's in again. pog form. He's not in pog form. He's not in pog form. No, not quite. But he's back in Genesis confusing form, form. yeah um so then they, they, they among a, a whole bunch of other stuff i think they talked about the two main draw cards uh things that they to take away from the, that panel were two new games got announced the first oh, one boy sonic mania which is a uh a new 2d platformer very much in the style of the original genesis games um well, it's so, it's so much in the style of the original Genesis games, but it, it actually includes yeah. some remix stages from the likes of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic CD, yeah. Sonic 3, and Knuckles. It just includes some new acts and bosses as well, but yep. it seems like it's primarily like a remix game, yeah. which is cool. That's cool. I like old Sonic. You can play as, play as Sonic, you can play as uh, Tails and Knuckles. Um, at this point. At this point, yeah. Good. You know how they are with this, this, this stuff. They're going to shoehorn everyone else in there I'll as well. trickle the friends in. Um, the Sonic gang that no one wants. Uh, look, I I will touch on this in, in quite a, in a moment about my feelings on the Sonic games in one of our reader questions. Uh, but, like, like, Sonic Mania looks cool. The trailer looked cool. Was, uh, the thing that got me about the trailer that, I, that got me pumped was the music. I liked the music in the trailer. That's kind of cool. I, I like Sonic music, man. That's good. Yeah, it was, and it was, it was really cool. Like, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And it kicked in. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped. Um, but, like, I never really... Sonic wasn't my jam. I never really clicked with Sonic. Uh, I never really knew anyone who had a Sega. I never really played Joel, Sega later on. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Oh, yeah. Blast processing. Crash and burn, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Ooh. Hey man, Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Yeah, hey, look, it was. It's true. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you're into Sonic, uh, and especially like you know traditional classic Sonic, I think this would be something that uh, is right up your alley. So the trailers are out online. Go and check it out. Uh, it's coming uh, later on this year. No, actually, next year. It's spring 2017. Next year, yes. Oh, wow. For Dang. PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Yes. I looked at the date. I was looking right at the date as I said that, and I still... Yeah, idiot. Uh, they also the should... Thing about it, the thing about the Sonic Mania stuff is it looks cool, but I'm just worried that I'm going to play it and be like, oh, yeah, I do like old Sonic. Yeah. We're never going to have this again, are we? We're just going to have, like... Rehash. Temporary reminders going, hey, hey, Sonic was... He was cool. He was good. I'm like... Yeah, he was. Yep. And this is as good as it gets, though. You could argue Nintendo do the same thing, but at least they well, they try 
to make something but different and no, different, well, differentiate. Okay. All right, we, if we're opening up this can of worms, okay, it's going to tie into the, the second game that got announced. So, right, Sonic 3D games, I don't like them. I've never liked them. I feel like they never got them right. Even Sonic Adventure at the time it came out was good, I guess, but yeah. going back to it's really hard. But Nintendo went 3D and it worked. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo has 2D and 3D Mario games because they both work really well. And they're both solid games. And they're both great. Yeah. So... It's true. In my opinion. Like, I mean, I, honestly, in a situation, I think I like the new Super Mario games a bit less it's, than the 3D ones. It's starting but, to wear a little thin. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. like, Sonic's like, hey, here's my 2D game. Also, I've got a 3D game. Does anyone... Hello, anyone care about my 3D game? Yep. Anyone? No, you just want my 2D one? Okay. So, uh, the trailer is also out of line for the as-yet-titled uh, Sonic game. I think it's called Project Sonic at this stage. Um, it's coming out for everything PC. Including NX. NX, yeah. It's actually on the bottom of the splash screen at the end of the trailer. It's, not, it's honestly nice seeing it's, that. Like, it's that, cool. Like, it's, it's real. It's real. It's happening. Sega have... An NX dev kit, I guess, is what we can be excited yeah, about. Yeah, that's that's uh, very interesting news. Bayonetta three, Bayonetta three. I know it's that's Sega were publishing it, but oh, that was that was Sega were publishing, Dream. wasn't it? So, Sega published the first the one, first but one. the reason we got Bayonetta two was because Nintendo, Nintendo right. stepped in. Yeah, I'm still hoping anyway. Um, look, the trailer is. In, I'm not even going to say it's interesting. It's pretty average to be honest the immediate thought I had watching it was just that it looked like it's going to be the same mistakes that Sonic 06 made yeah. but heck maybe I'm wrong but it, just the wording of like the, the dialogue in between the cuts that the scenes they showed was just like oh boy but Kyron join the resistance holiday 2017 how is that going to tell me on a Sonic game <sighs> what, what am I is the resistance like the resistance from buying Sonic like you just don't do Ugh. it and like the, is that the resistance I'm joining? Because I'll join that one yep. because I'm not interested. It's I'm, not on my radar. I'm currently... I'm like a card-carrying member of that one. Uh, it's... Yeah, oh, boy. It's just even like the part... Like, a second Sonic shows up. Like, identical. Now, that, that was in Generations, I believe. Because that's, yeah, okay. that's classic Sonic. Right, okay. You'll see if you... You can see they look a bit different. Like, this is modern chili dog-eating Sonic. Ugh. Which... I, the general public doesn't like there are some Sonic fans out there who do that's fine you're too I, slow basically yep and then the other one is like classic Sonic which is the one that I like yep in the 2D games that I enjoy and I want more of which they're giving me with Mania but don't drag him into this please no yeah well not, uh, not old Sonic it, it looks like at the, the start of the trailer it says from the studios that bought you uh, Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations so it seems like they're going down that same uh, right. And I think they mentioned in the panel that it's going to be sort of like Generations where it's sort of traditional 2D sort of style or 2.5D, I guess, platformer stuff and 3D Sonic again. Which is interesting. Like, I, but Maybe they'll get just, it right this time. Who knows? Everything else I saw about how they were selling that game just didn't, didn't fill me with hope. Yeah, yeah. But look, if you're a Sonic fan, there's a couple of things to look forward to there. Who uh, doesn't games coming out? Especially Sonic Mania. Yep, Sonic Mania. I think is going to do. I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to do quite well that game. Um, but I guess we'll see next year. Uh, cool. I think we're on to our listeners' questions now. We are. Yes. By the way, 
Not to not to poke at you, but you did you you called them reader questions earlier. I did call them reader questions. Yes, you're not getting away with that one. Yep, I think I did it last week too. I think I've done it quite a few weeks, and I, every time I say it, I always in my head I'm going stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, well, if you've done it before, then I guess it it got by me. Not this time though. Yeah. No. Okay. I always try and be cautious and uh, and, and aware of that, but I'm, sometimes ah, it's like who cares. Ah. We had fun here. It's not like we're, you know, trying to put on some sort of, like, show for people or whatever. I, just, I don't know, man. Benjamin James Clark, our good friend of the show. And just our good friend in general, I guess is probably a better uh, way to put it. You know, yes, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> cool. Uh, ben asks, what is a game that lots of people love that you can't stand? Conversely, what game do you love that not a lot of people like? This was a tough one. Tough ones this week. We got some tough questions yeah. I actually had to think about. I had to it made think. me really think about the stuff I played. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm going to go... Okay, so a game that lots of people love that I can't stand. Now, I said this was going to tie in. Here's another segue for you, Kyron. Basically, uh, almost. Segway master. I'm getting it. Look, I'm getting it. You're podcasting. You're doing it. I'm doing it well. <laughs> uh, so, Sonic is just something that's never clicked with me. And it, obviously, the, the people have a big... Even like the classic Sonic games. I, I've tried going back and playing them, and it, it, I just don't... I don't get it. I'm like, cool, I'd rather just go play Mario Brothers, but I know what I'm doing. And it's fun. I think that's the thing that's missing for for me. Is it's not fun. I don't find Sonic fun. Um, that's fair. Yeah, like, like I, and I'm, I'm not trying to like go fuck Sonic Mario's the best. Like I'm not like that at all. But you, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. But if you like Sonic, that's cool. Like like Sonic by all means. But I just personally think what like what what's the attraction to me? Like, there's no attraction there to me. Um, Yep, I'm saying it. That's it. That's I can I can hear the um the pitchforks being picked up. Yep, everyone's like cracking their knuckles and getting ready to write Tesla. <laughs> They're ready to emails. go. They're yeah. going to defend Sonic, man. I know one person that could be potentially listening to this. It's probably going to be mad about that. But oh, no. hey, deal with it. Uh, what about you? Um, again, I had to I had to really think about this, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you mentioned some stuff about um Stardew Valley. Ah. And likened it to another series, not not exactly, but in the same vein, yes. like of, uh, how you enjoyed it. Animal Crossing, right? So Animal Crossing is not a bad game. Nope, I have no great grudges against it, but I I was done with it when I last played the 3DS one. Within a week, I just the drop off for me was immediate. Yep, I was bored, and people seem to like they talk to me or they show me or I see how much they're enjoying it and all the stuff they're doing, catching bugs and. Mm-hmm being friends with their villages and all that and it's like wh- why I, I don't understand it I don't get it yeah that's that's fair it doesn't, doesn't click with me like that's fair that's 100% fair like I, I, I in fact I get happy when I think about my village right now being probably abandoned <laughs> it's been years since I went back there yeah I'd love to go back it's famine like has swept through skeletons and just cleaned like out most of them hopefully tumbleweeds hopefully the beetles and the bugs and the stupid little spiders that bite oh, me have taken that. over Look, I, I loved, I loved, I, I bought the, the first time I ever played an Animal Crossing game was the DS one, the original DS one, uh, Wild World, I think, Animal yeah, Crossing Wild DS World, um, 
and I loved it at first. I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. And then, like like you, I it dropped off after a couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done with this game now. Um, New Leaf, on the other hand, the 3ds, the 3ds one, that that consumed me for probably two months of solid playing that game. And much like with Stardew Valley, it was just like, all right, just one more fishing chip. Just, just I'm just gonna find this this one particular shell that I need. I just, just one more. Um, and when I eventually pried it from my my, my hands uh, and put it down, I went back to it. I think after about two or three months, and went back to it again. Where I was gonna check in on my village. Another two months gone. Um, but yeah, I get why people probably like. I get why why you don't like it. That it's it's very menial tasks and doing the same thing over and over again but there was just... and being ripped off by those damn nukes oh just order it was like okay cool i finished pay imagine your life when you're just like cool paid off my home loan homeowner and then the person you bought buy the house off is by the way put a second floor on you know i mean this much more money it's like <laughs> i didn't agree to this I, where did i sign where's I the paper i signed this. yeah that's tom nuke and his damn family he is an extortionist. They're, He's absolutely... They're, they're bastards. Yep. I hate him. I, I will agree with you 100% on that. He is, like, probably Nintendo's greatest villain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He is the real world going, you're always paying someone. But you have an Amiibo car and you have a Tom Nook Amiibo. You must be it's, a real fan. Every now and again, he ends up in my Amiibo that I actually own. <laughs> I get so mad when I see him there. Yep. So mad. Uh, so, I... I, I I thought a little bit about this one for a game that I love that is sort of, you know, generally disliked. Um, and this also leads into our, our next question, which I'm going to read out now, uh, from uh, another good friend of ours, Sean. Sean writes, what is a game? <laughs> Seriously, though, what is a game from your youth that has been universally shunned as a bad game, yet holds such nostalgic good memories for you that it will always be a good experience in your heart. Um, I have another one for that as well that we'll talk about in a second. But, yeah, to answer Ben and Sean's question, Bubsy. Bubsy for the Super Nintendo. I mean, someone's going to like Bubsy. Hey, Bubsy's awesome. I have such fond memories of playing that game. All right. I'm sure if I went back to Bubsy now and played it, I'd probably fucking hate it. Or I'd just be like, why did I like this? But in my mind, I have such great memories of of playing that game. And the I'll tell you what, we'll f- we'll find out. Like I've got a Bubsy card up here somewhere. I'm pretty Ooh. sure. Oh, you ain't talking my language, man. I think the reason why I wanted, always wanted to play it, and when I eventually got my Super Nintendo and and hired it multiple, multiple times from the local video shop, um, it was one of the games I used to play on Amazing. It was. I was going to say, it's on, it was on Amazing all the time. So that was that immediate attraction there. It was like... I'm pretty sure that's why I have it. And then I picked it up and I was like, what am I... Why? Yep. It was hard. Why? I never got past, like... Because it, it, it just... It was... It's... You know... Now I think about it. It did control pretty terribly. But I don't know. I loved, like, the character design of it all. I loved the, the color palette of the world. Like, I loved the green grass and, like, the little houses and stuff. I really liked it. And I just have such fond memories of that that game so um and it wasn't only until recently that i realized that it is quite panned universally by a lot of people and i was like not very popular i was like really i thought i thought bubsy was cool bubsy thought it was cool yeah well he was cool i thought he was hey cool. man that you and bubsy think that bubsy's cool that's fine it's cool we're we're buds we're yeah, budsies good good for the two of you yep 
Uh, what about you, man? Again, I had to really think about this. Like it, it made me really go over what I played, and my I've got two different answers. So the one for Ben's question, which is just a general game that I like, but a lot of people don't really seem to enjoy as much yep. for me, was The Last Story. Okay. Which was the RPG for the Wii by Mistwalker. Right. Founded by Sakaguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy. Um, uh, some people, like, it was part of the infamous Operation Rainfall trilogy. Right. Which was Last Story, Xenoblade, and... Pandora's Tower, I believe. Okay, yes. Um, it was. It wasn't a great like by every mean. It wasn't a great game. Like the story was kind of cliche. The areas weren't the design. The design of the areas wasn't great. But I don't know. Like I really enjoyed the combat. I kind of found it fun, even though again it wasn't ideal. It was really I really weird. Now I think about it, but I had a great time playing it, and I really enjoyed it. Plus, Mist Walker follow me on Twitter, even if they haven't been active for a while. Ooh. So it was, it was nice, but um, the yeah, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. It was good. Cool, that's awesome. And as for, as for the short one, we have a we actually have the same answer. We have a joint one. So yeah, to answer Sean's question, uh, we have we, we were talking about this before, and I was going through a whole bunch of lists of games, uh, mainly SNES games from our from a, uh, my childhood anyway, at least. Uh, and then that's when I was Breton Games, man. Yeah, hey. Uh, and we were looking through, and I found uh, in one of the lists a classic fighting game that I remember hiring so classic much. Classic fighting game. A classic for me, and classic you know, to, for you as well, to some some respects. The nostalgia is there. Exactly. Uh, Clay Fighter. Holy shit, Clay Fighter. There's probably a lot of you going, what the fuck is Clay Fighter? Uh, I'd actually, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people know what we are talking about. Yeah. I just know that, again, it's like much like Bubsy. I have heard, but it's not very fondly looked upon. No, well, that's it. Like, you know, I I, I remember seeing it. it. So, Clay Fighter is a, like a Mortal Kombat game, essentially. Mortal Kombat Street Fighter, like 2D, um, you know, tournament fighter game. Uh, but its it sort of hook was that it, uh, it was made up of all these sort of almost like claymation characters. Uh, they were made out yeah. of like claymation. So instead of like you know, Mortal Kombat thing was our model, you know, they had like real people and that's how they did the animations for, you know, they mapped the animations and took pictures basically and put them all together and animated it that way. The way that they did it with this, it was sort of like clay, claymation and uh, it looked really cool. And I, I there was, like, it was a, the cover was the snowman. I can't remember his name. It was like Big Frosty or something like that. It was uh, Bad Mr. Frosty. Bad Mr. Frosty. And I only know that because I've got the wiki open right ah, now. Ah, right. Lovely. Uh, I knew it was Frosty something, yeah. Um, and he was on the front cover, and yeah, it looked really cool. I'm like, oh, and I looked at the back cover, and there's these really cool, interesting characters fighting, and I think it was around the time that, like, Toy Story had just come out as well, or maybe it had been out for a few years by then. And so that whole, like, you know, computer-animated but sort of claymation style was really in, and I was sort of a big fan of that. Um, I remember I hired that game so many times. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, because again, as we were saying, we're talking about Clay Fighter. Yeah. And even though I know I rented the Super Nintendo one a lot, I'm pretty sure I rented the 64 one more, which is cleverly called Clay Fighter 63 and a third. I love that. I love that. It's a great name. And the only reason I remember it is because uh, Earthworm Jim was a guest character in it. And I freaking love Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim's great. Uh, So I remember playing a lot of that, so yeah, I distinctly remember playing as Earthworm Jim a lot. Yep. 
It's a fun game. They were fun games. Probably go back to them now, and I probably again probably be like, why did I like this? But yeah, this is like whoa. This is one of those things uh, where they had. This must have been one particular or a couple of particular aspects about those games that sort of stuck with me for forever, and I still have fond memories of playing them. For me, the aspect was Earthworm Jim. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that like, that's, like, as, like again, it wasn't until you brought it up, I was like, holy I shit, that, thing, that might be mine as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's part of the reason I like doing this, Kyron. We have good, good conversations and reminiscing about good things like this, bringing up all the good times. That's what we do here at Dialogue Options. It is. It is what we do. That's how we roll. Uh, our final question this week from uh, from a new person this week. Wait, a new person? Yes, a new person. Someone who hasn't asked a question. Oh, God. Yeah, exciting. Joel, we we can't fuck this up. <laughs> I know, pressure's on, right? Pressure's on. Uh, Emily Ellerton asks us, what is your favourite childhood video game? When did you start playing it, and why was it special to you? Great question, Emily. Really good question. I like this one. Did you want to kick this one off? Yeah, well, again, like, Ironically, part of this is going to be a joint thing. Actually, yeah, it's very true. The second half is because my first one is Goldeneye. Yep. Anytime, any place, Goldeneye, I'm down. I'm keen. Solid. Freaking Golden Guns, Temple, let's go. Yep. Good times. Aztec Temple, I should specify. Just I And again, especially because I have a friend who's actually over in the country from Germany. And I'm pretty sure. But he was here. I can confirm it. Uh, and he every time he comes over it's just like well time to pull out the 64 hook up some Goldeneye and just that game look it doesn't look great on my TV I really need to get like a uh, an older TV for that an older TV for that because on HD it's it's rough yeah a little bit blurry but it holds up still split screen so good we'll never get a better Bond game than that no no or or a better movie tying game yeah, even that, like, like, oh, so good. It's probably the best movie tying game. And it's even also as a game that showed me how I really would like more games to do difficulty as well. Yeah, actually, that's a like, good point. From, from, to make a game harder, it's like, well, why don't we just, why don't we just, like, make you do more in a stage? Yeah, like, add more objectives. you to do tougher objectives. Like, that's great. Yeah, it's a good idea. Love it. It's a really good idea. Um, yeah, so when did you start playing it? Like literally, it wasn't it wasn't at launch, mm. but it was. I think it, when did that come? Was it ninety seven that came out? Uh, I can't quite remember. Yeah, but something like that. It was definitely like it wasn't a bit after it came out. I actually played it f- first at this guy's house, the guy who was over last mm-hmm. night, um, and I was like, "Shit, I need to get this game for myself because this is great." Um, but yeah, it was definitely around ninety seven or ninety eight. I want to say I started playing it. Yeah, and to this day, I still will just play it with when he's around. I don't really play it on my own anymore because the single player I suck at. It's hard. That game it's is hard. hard. Especially with a 64 controller. Yep. Oh, God. They do not hold up well after however many years. Oh, no, they do not. Yep. Uh, well, so, what about your second game? Because that, well, that... The second game is Perfect Dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this... Which is basically just like saying Goldeneye again, but with some tweaks here and there. Yeah. See, I have more... I, I, I liked... I personally like Perfect Dark more than Goldeneye. Um, You're allowed to, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I still love Goldeneye, don't get me wrong, and I had a lot of great times playing Goldeneye, but the reason that I like Perfect Dark so much from my childhood is because I'd borrowed my 64, we talked about this now, in our 
uh, backstory episode, but uh, I'd borrowed a 64 of a friend for uh, quite a few months, and uh, he had a copy of Perfect Dark. I remember playing it so much, and I was blown away by the fact that I could play this game on my TV that uh, I didn't have to play. It wasn't a story mode or anything. I could play with bots and sort of like practice, and I loved that. I could. I, I sat down and I used to play hours and hours and hours of just because I had no friends basically, um, and I'd play against bots, and that was such a great memory of just like learning how to play the game and learning different things like using the laptop gun set up as a sentry turret and all that kind of stuff. It's great. We need to have it. We'll never need to have like a perfect duck showdown at some point, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at it, but I fun memories. Look, again, I learned last night I'm also very terrible at it. <laughs> Even with laptop guns and anything else I can put in to tip the game to my advantage, never really goes well. Railgun as well. Oh, okay, so, yeah, we put a Dark Sim in our team last night as our opponent. Yep. That that thing's a monster. Yep, and the far side. Uh, far side, just walk. Crazy. I just remember walking through the maps, just hearing the... Pshow, <laughs> And, this, and just like going, where, where, where is the dark sim? And how is he? Where is he <laughs> shooting at me? Because I should be dead. Oh wait, I am dead now. Okay, good. And like the scope, but the scope and I had like that really cool like rainbow effect as well. I think for yeah, when yeah. it when it went through walls yeah. and like cycled. You can and you could do it manually or you could auto lock on. Always auto lock oh, on for the love of God. God, especially with the sixty four controller. Oh yeah. How does it, you've got the rare replay bundle on Xbox One, don't you? Yeah, and that's yes, on do, it, actually. isn't it? How does it play on yes. that? It looks nicer. Uh, the controls are a bit easier to handle because you've got the dual sticks. Obviously, like the two yeah, joysticks yeah. makes it a lot easier yep. to aim. Um, it's a pretty fun experience still. That alone to... almost like sold me an Xbox One. Like, I'm just like, I'd love yeah. to play through Perfect Dark again. I probably didn't need to buy an Xbox One. The only reason <laughs> I did was because I went halvesies in it, so that was the starters. And it was uh... pretty cheap. But then my what my friend who was selling was like, yeah, we've got some games, blah, 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 blah. Rare Replay. And I was like, Rare Replay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. It's all good. Done. Um, great game, great bundle, full of joy. Battletoads, Banjo-Kazooie, oh, Cogger's Bad Fur Day, Perfect Dark. So many good games. Blast Corps. Blast Corps. Blast Corps. in there. That's right. Jeez. Um, Both Banjo-Kazooie's as well, by the way. Yeah. So Banjo-Tooie, the amazing game, is also there. I never played Banjo-Tooie. I always wanted to. So good. Um, The only time a company, I feel, has outdone Nintendo in their own genre... Yeah. ...is Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. Those games are basically better than Mario 64, a game which I love and is amazing. Yep. But Rare somehow just were like, yeah, well, you know what? We beat you. Yeah, exactly. The characters were more interesting. The world was more fun to be in. Yeah, the I agree. The were great. The music was incredible. Oh, the music was awesome. Yeah. Gruntilda's a bitch. Yeah, Gruntilda is a whore. Um, yeah. But anyway, Perfect Dark, really good. Perfect Dark. That's our joint answer. Uh, my other answer that I had for myself uh, would have to be Super Mario Kart. Classic Super Nintendo. I remember playing so much of that game when I got it for Christmas from my sister um, and just played it and played it and played it and played it and played it. And then, like, my friends would come over. Like, I'd have a couple of friends come over and we'd sit down and we'd play the battle mode. Battle mode was the Fucking battle mode, man. That was where it was at. Battle mode. Battle mode in that game and 64 need to come back in the next Mario Kart. They they need to. I'm to this day just so bummed out by the battle mode in Mario Kart. Eight. Uh, Eight? Yeah. Nine? It was eight. Nine? 
Was eight? Was yeah. it? Yeah, it was eight. Because because seven was on the uh, 3ds, and then eight was the other one because it had lucky number seven. And then it turns out lucky number eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, which lucky number eight doesn't make any sense. But whatever. doesn't. But whatever. But um, yeah. Wow, that battle mode sucked. Yeah, it it was awful. It was. I was so excited they were like bringing back battle mode, and I'm like, fucking yeah! I'm so excited for that shit. Then turns out they weren't. It wasn't. It was just you know I will put some balloons on you on you while you just I drive very... around a track. One of the things I remember very distinctly about the Super Mario Kart battle mode was just trolling my friends by getting the feather. Oh, that's the best. And just, like, jumping inside areas that they couldn't get into unless they got the feather and being like, what? Come get me. Or if you timed it, like, they get a red shell and they'd fire it oh, at you and just, just go jump boom. over it. Like, oh, my God, best feeling. Best feeling. So good. So good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's not much more you can say about Super Mario Kart. It's, it is a definition of a classic that game for me it is I, I love it I love it to death the tracks are great choice. um the, the music in it again was spot on um oh, all the sound effects as well I'm just they're playing through my head right now I'm just like f- like flashing back to when I was like young little Joel sitting there playing Super Nintendo ah good times good times ah oh, Super Nintendo we love you oh yes yes we do We'll wait for that uh, Super Nintendo Mini Edition that's probably going to come Day next zero. year. Yeah. The second, the second, if like if it gets announced, that's not yeah. even a question for me. Yep. I'll, what if they do a Nintendo I'm 64 an idiot one? Just... Imagine that. Yeah, I feel like they'd be they'd be stu- they'd be missing a few games. Though. Yes, that's very true. No gold. Like, predominantly, I wouldn't be able to get the Banjo games or Goldeneye or Perfect, Perfect Dark, Dark, which are like four of my favorite 64 titles. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame, but. uh but what's not a shame is our lovely listeners for sending us in questions. Thank you, yeah. Emily, for your question. That was a really good one to end on, I think. Love you guys. Yeah, it was really good. Really good times. Uh, but the good times must come to an end, unfortunately. I think it's about time we wrap this wrap this puppy up. Don't you think? I, I think it is. Mostly, I'm a bit biased, though, because it's... It's getting pretty late, and I want to set a nice early alarm because I got my email from uh, Platonic to tell me that I can freaking oh. I can bust open the ukulele play box tomorrow. Speaking of Banjo Kazooie, I I am jealous. I didn't back it at that level, so I, I got the email saying, "Hey, <laughs> you can get it," and I'm like, "I can't because I don't." Was have it bittersweet? Was it just like it was a little bit? Especially after you just told me you were like, "I'm gonna play it tomorrow." Play it tomorrow morning. It's installed. I had a look earlier. It looks so good. Oh God, I can't wait. Can't wait for that game. So excited. Uh, but yes, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We've, uh, we've, we've made a good time on let's, this one, uh, actually. Stick a bow on it. Yep. Let's do it. Tie a bow. Stick a bow, tie a bow. Tie a bow. Let's... Stick a fork in it. Stick a fork in it. Tie She's a fork. A present. A... I don't know, man. It's getting late. Uh, anyway, so let's wrap this baby up. If you want to ask us any questions or give us any feedback... Let us know, like we said before, give us some game suggestions of stuff that you guys love to play that we might not have heard of, because um, we'd love to open our eyes to some new games. But, but just as a heads up, if you do, uh, we're heading into game season now, so That's very it might true. be a, a down-the-road thing, but I'm always open to, to more suggestions to waste more of my time on video games. Absolutely. Especially with like new and different experiences. If you hear what we like, maybe you know something that we haven't talked about that we might like. So... If you want to get in contact with us, jump on our Facebook page, leave us a comment there, send us a message there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. 
Uh, you can also send us an email to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, as always, our wonderful theme song by Azuva Flux, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, the best. Love it. Um, go and check their stuff out on, uh, go check them out on uh, Bandcamp and SoundCloud and all those places if you just search for Azuraflux. Flux. Uh, you will find a whole bunch of amazing chiptune sounds there, which is really, really great to hear. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, ourselves, our individual accounts. Yes, yes. Uh, I am at Jolly Mac and Kyron. I am at Lemon Man X. Lovely, thank you for reminding me of that. I'm, uh, I'm getting a little bit woozy myself, actually. Maybe I'm getting sick now. Maybe we'll come back it's, next it's week fine. and I'll, uh, I'll be you the just got to get. You've got to be a better Twitter lord, man. I know. I'm, I, every week it's the Twitters. Like, oh... Yeah, the twits with the with the little blue bird yeah, and the little birdie and the, the you'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, until next week, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Catch gotcha. you.